Welcome to episode 17 in the Lives of the Saints second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Basil of Caesarea, whose feast day is June 14th. The musical theme is Horatio Nelson's hymn, From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. and played to the tune Aurelia, primarily remembered as the tune for the Church's One Foundation. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords.com, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes which are available for download and use in local services. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use in this series. St. Basil of Caesarea, also known as Basil the Great, was the oldest of the three Eastern Church bishops generally known as the Cappadocian Fathers. The other two were his younger brother Gregory of Nyssa, and Gregory Nazianzen, or Gregory Nazianzus. Cappadocia is a mountainous region in south-central Turkey, located north of the easternmost shore of the Mediterranean Sea. The illustration for this and the next slide is a 16th to 18th century mosaic of St. Basil at the Hagia Sophia in Kiev, Ukraine. St. Basil was born around 330 A.D. at Caesarea, the capital city of Cappadocia. The city is now known as Kaiserai, Turkey. At that time, Caesarea was nearly equal in influence in the Eastern Church in Asia Minor to the main seas of Antioch and Ephesus. St. Basil's family were wealthy and influential Christians. Basil the Elder, and Macrina. Two of his three siblings later became bishops, Gregory of Nyssa and Peter of Sebastia, and one, Macrina, was beatified by the Eastern Church. He received a classical education at home and at Caesarea, and later went on to study theology and rhetoric at Constantinople and after that at Athens, studying there for six years along with Gregory Nazianzen, who would become a lifelong friend and fellow bishop, and Julian the Apostate, who would become a lifelong enemy, both of Basil personally and of Christianity. Around 356 A.D., after his return from his six years in Athens, he returned to his hometown of Caesarea to practice law and teach rhetoric. During this period, he was influenced by the charismatic, ascetic-oriented teaching of Bishop Eustathius of Sebastia, whose theological errors St. Basil only later would realize and strongly object to. Basil abandoned the law. He was baptized and afterward traveled throughout the Holy Land and also to Egypt and to Mesopotamia on the banks of the Tigris and Euphrates River comprising the north and south central parts of present-day Iraq and Kuwait. On these trips, he examined and studied the monastic life. 
The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Basil in bishop's robes holding a scroll, a set of, one of a set of four windows honoring the first four doctors of the church in the Western tradition located at St. Gumaus Church in Air, Belgium. The following year, around 357 A.D., he returned home. And with his brother Peter, later Bishop of Sabastia, he founded a monastery on the family's land at Anesi, where he was joined for a time by his friend St. Gregory Nazianzen and by his mother's sister. It was there that he wrote new rules for monastic life. Opposed to isolation, saying it let it led to inner focus thinking that inevitably led to vanity and excess, he put forth new rules that required working in groups, usually three to a group. St. Basil's rules for monastic life prevail in the Eastern Church tradition. His early work on monastic life is said to have strongly influenced St. Benedict in later years. The illustration for this and the next two slides is a detail from an illumination in the Menologion of Basil II, a service book prepared for the Byzantine emperor in the late 10th, early 11th century at Constantinople. In 362 AD, he was ordained a deacon, and around 365 AD, he was ordained a priest. In 370 A.D., after the death of the incumbent bishop, he was consecrated bishop of Caesarea. During the next several years, he and his friend Gregory Nazianzen, both now strong supporters of the doctrines of the Nicene Creed, played significant roles in winning Cappadocia from the Arian heresy, which continued to threaten the church, even though it had been anathematized in the council, at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. St. Basil and St. Gregory Nazianzen drew other sees of the church into the argument against the Arians, including St. Athanasius of Alexandria, with whom St. Basil exchanged letters and even corresponded with the bishops at Rome. The argument over the Arian heresy placed St. Basil in conflict with the Byzantine emperor Valens, an Arian who rejected the Nicene Creed. When Valens ordered him to discipline clergy, St. Basil refused. When Valens said to him that he had never encountered a bishop who refused his orders, Basil is said to have replied, then you must never have met a real bishop. Partly to punish Basil, Valens split Basil's jurisdiction into two parts. In the end, it was St. Basil's view of the Nicene Creed that prevailed, especially after the ascent of the Byzantine emperor Theodosius. Early in his career, he had given away much of the family's financial assets to provide help for the poor, the ill, and the indigent, and for the re-education of prostitutes and other lawbreakers. Around 370 to 372 A.D., he built the Basiliad, or New City, outside Caesarea. The Basiliad has been rediscovered in recent years with a claim that it is the first world's first hospital. 
which and it seems to have been a combination of hospital, soup kitchen, and what we would today call a hospice. In his funeral oration for St. Basil, St. Gregory Nazianzen compared the Basiliad to the seven wonders of the ancient world. St. Basil's most important achievement came late in his life. In three, around 374 A.D., he completed On the Holy Spirit, or in Latin, De Spiritus Sancto, in which he used Scripture to prove the equality of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Trinity, with God the Father and God the Son. His book is still available in a modern paperback edition in the popular Patristics series, which is edited and translated by David Anderson and published by St. Vladimir's, Vladimir's Seminary Press, for which the ISBN number is 978-0913-836-743. St. Basil of Caesarea was never a healthy man. The result of both his exposure to the effects of an austere life of a monk in his youth and his extreme and the extremely austere lifestyle he practiced in later years he refused to eat better than the people in his diocese and reportedly never ate fresh food especially meat saint basil died possibly of kidney or liver failure on january 1st 379 ad his formative work on the equality of the Holy Spirit was made canonical doctrine at the Council of Constantinople, which met in 381 A.D. Based on the work of St. Basil and their own writings on the same topic, his St. Gregory Nazianzen as the presiding officer and St. Gregory of Nyssa, St. Basil's younger brother, presented the case for the Nicene Creed to the Council of Constantinople, which embellished the original Nicene Creed with additional statements about Jesus Christ and added an entire new paragraph on the Holy Spirit. The illustration is a circa 1724 A.D. Byzantine Orthodox fresco at Stavropolis Church in Bucharest, Romania. The fresco, commemorating the 150 bishops and priests who met at Constantinople, was restored in the early 20th century to repair damage from an earthquake. For more on the Nicene Creed and the Council of Constantinople in particular, see the AIC video series The Nicene Creed, available through the episode links on the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The Council at Constantinople in 381 AD is the subject of episode 7. Another part of St. Basil's written legacy is his Hexameron, a popular form of commentary in the Eastern Church tradition being a discussion of the six days of creation found in Genesis. The divine liturgy of St. Basil, attributed to him, is still used widely in the Coptic and Armenian Orthodox churches and in other Orthodox churches for major feast day services in place of the divine liturgy of St. John Chrysostom. 
The illustration is a 9th century Byzantine Orthodox icon of St. Basil consecrating the elements for Holy Communion at St. Sophia Cathedral in Ored, Macedonia. St. Basil is honored throughout the Christian world. He is one of the original four doctors of the church, with St. Athanasius of Alexandria, celebrated on May 2nd in episode 16, St. Gregory Nazianzen, celebrated on January 25th and the subject of episode 8, St. John Chrysostom, celebrated on January 27th and the topic of episodes eight, uh, seven, excuse me, episodes 9 and 10, that is in the Roman Catholic tradition, and one of the three holy hierarchs of the Eastern Church, along with St. John Chrysostom and St. Gregory Nazianzen. Here are some prayers of thanksgiving attributed to St. Basil, which may not be familiar to Western Christians. I call your attention to the use of the eyes, ears references, which evoke memories of Psalm 115, verses 5 and 6, referring to idols of precious metals that have ears that hear not and eyes that see not. The illustration for the slide is a 17th century Russian Orthodox icon of the three holy hierarchs of the Eastern Church, with Basil himself on the left, St. John Chrysostom at the center, and Gregory Nazianzen on the right. It is located at the Lipi Historical Museum in Sanok, Poland. I thank thee, O Holy Trinity, for this new day. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Open my ears to receive thy words and teach me thy commandments. Help me to do thy will, to confess thee from my heart, to extol thine all-holy name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. The second example evokes the Christian understanding of an all-seeing, all-knowing, loving, and forgiving God with a fervor that is not usually heard in the Western Church in modern times. It also evokes the imagery from Psalm 36, verse 7, The children of men shall put thy, their trust under the shadow of thy wings, using the 1928 BCP text. In the Eastern tradition, Christ is often referred to as by the titles used in this prayer of Master, God, and King. Here, all three titles appear in the opening verse. O Christ, Master and King, Master and God, King of the ages, Maker of all things, I thank thee for all the good gifts thou hast given me, and especially for the participation in thy pure and life-giving mysteries. I pray thee, therefore, gracious Lord, that lovest all men, preserve me under thy protection and beneath the shadow of thy wings, and grant me, even to my last breath, to partake worthily and with a pure conscience of thy holy things unto the remission of sins and unto life eternal. For thou art the bread of life, the well of holiness, the giver of all good, and to thee we ascribe glory with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. 
After the death of St. Basil of Caesarea, there was a well-attended memorial service at Caesarea in which many of the greats of the 4th century were present, including St. Gregory Nazianzen. Of the remains of St. Basil, uh, they are claimed at several places in Italy, said to have been donated on the authority of the Byzantine Church. The most famous relic of St. Basil is the skull of St. Basil, which is at the Great Lavra Monastery on Mount Athos, Greece, a 9th century monastery that is the oldest on the holy mountain of Mount Athos. The illustration for this on the next two slides is a detail from the 9th century Byzantine Orthodox icon of St. Basil consecrating the elements at St. Sophia in Ored, Macedonia. The collect for the Feast of St. Basil of Caesarea is from the 1963 edition of Lesser Feasts and Fast. Almighty and ever-living God, who servant Basil, steadfastly confess thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to be very God and very man, grant that we may hold fast to this faith and ever magnify his holy name through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Thank you for joining me for episode 17 in the Lives of the Saints Second Series. Next time in episode 18, I celebrate the life of St. Cyril and Methodius, whose feast day is July 7th. Episodes of all our videos are available in two places, on our YouTube channel. The full URL is https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C with Saint spelled out. And please be sure to include the S after HTTP. And through the episode links at our newly redesigned website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. At that site, the digital library provides links to our seasonal videos and other videos. The Bible study link similarly connects you to our existing Bible study video series, the New Testament Gospels and Revelation. The podcast homilies link gives access to our extensive archive of MP3 podcast homilies, both for the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and on other topics and other services. The two virtual bookstore links at the bottom center provide access to information about both the paperback and Kindle versions of our AIC bookstore publications. Purchase of these books helps fund this Internet ministry with 100% of all book royalties contributed to the AIC. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.